0: Welcome to The Blink of an Eye with Benjamin Valdez. Today's podcast, Disease That Begins in the Mind. I believe now more than ever, you and I have reasons to pray. And thank God we have that privilege. The Bible says, seek me while I can still be found. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Christ. We know that there is nothing too small or too big to bring before you, O oh God. You are never overwhelmed, preoccupied, or caught off guard. We come to you with the confidence, knowing that you are still in control of the world you created. In the name of Jesus, amen. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence, Hebrews 4:16. Let me ask you this, can you relate to this? See, I have many people I should pray for, but I wonder if it will do any good. Many ask, how can we expect God to keep track of every person on the planet? Over seven billion people. The real question here is how big is God? If God is limited, if he isn't all powerful and all knowing, then we would be right to think he might not answer our prayers. But you see, God isn't limited. He isn't like a computer without enough memory. God is infinite in His knowledge and wisdom. Since He created this universe, right down to the smallest subatomic particle, isn't He able to know every detail of what goes on in the world? Of course. Another reason to pray is because God loves us. Yes, God loves us. He is more concerned about you about those you love than you are. As Jesus said, are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from the will of your Father. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Matthew 10:29 and 31. So pray with confidence to your great God, the God of heaven and earth, the creator of heaven and earth well I uh, I want to share with you an amazing fact that I believe will help us to understand the word of God even more Um, the word of God is self explanatory the word of God is like a treasure chest the more you dig the more treasure you find but Jesus himself used illustrations he used nature as a teaching tool whether it was a speaking about the vine and the branches, uh, the faith of a mustard seed, and so forth. Well, I want to share an amazing fact with you. Uh, and some of these amazing facts I will share with you through these podcasts will come from nature, science, culture, history, and more. But today I want to share with you about the honeybee. Yes, the honeybee. Honey is one of my favorite, actually, foods out there. Uh, you know... Use it in some of the breakfast that I uh, practice from time to time with a a slice of bread and honey. Well, yeah, honey is one of my favorites. In 2013, Harvard University scientists debuted a miniature flying robot about the size of a quarter. This Robofly was built from carbon fiber, weighed a fraction of a gram and had super fast electric muscles. To power its tiny buzzing wings, of course, people were amazed by this robotic achievement. Yet scientists will still find building a real honeybee much more complicated. For example, to build a honeybee, you would need to build a built-in clock. Yes, you would need a built-in clock. A polarized light sensor device to measure true vertical depth, a sun angle azimuth computer, a wind calculator, a sensitive scent smelling and selecting sensor, weather detecting instruments, and a computer to convert all the input into useful data for making decisions about hunting flowers, checking the quality of the nectar in blossoms, returning to the hive and informing the rest of the bees in the colony of the precise location, distance, quality, and quantity of the nectar-bearing flowers. And even if these components could be duplicated, you would still be faced with a daunting challenge of fitting all of that equipment into a flying machine one half inch long. Don't forget, you still would have to allow room for the engine, fuel, cooling system, a baggage of compartment for transporting nectar and pollen. And self cleaning system. Oh, and you'd need to incorporate an effective defense mechanism to protect your bee from enemies, and of course, an internal replication system so the bee can reproduce itself. As a matter of fact, it may just be better to leave this kind of job to God. It's amazing what He can do with nothing. He does great things past finding out. Yes, wonders without a number. Job 9 and verse 10 it's pandemic it's all around us not only in the form of a virus but now as of recent events violent protests police brutalities and it all starts in the human mind you see it is through the mind that we make all decisions of life good or bad pandemic But you know what the worst pandemic is? That more than 5 billion people are living without the hope of Jesus Christ. Through this podcast, we want to help people find the peace of the gospel before it's too late. You see, it's easy to think of those people as a faceless crowd. But each of these statistics represents souls precious to God for whom Christ died. And I am humbled by the opportunity to share with whom, whoever is willing to listen to this podcast. I don't consider myself a professional or an intelligent beyond comprehension, but what I do consider is myself a privileged person, and I ask God to use me to share, to help those people find peace. All you have to do is look up certain statistics in today's world. Did you know it's estimated that more than 40 million people in the U.S. alone feel trapped and crippled by fear? And even much more so now because of this experience, this pandemic experience that we've all gone through, not just in the U.S., but in the world, world worldwide uh, totality. But you and I can discover how... We can find peace, hope, and the love of Jesus in the midst of all this hopelessness. You see, according to His abundant mercy, God has begotten us <clears throat> excuse me, again to a living hope for the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. 1 Peter 1.3 Each year, in Google alone, sees over 8 million searches from people looking for hope nearly 20 million americans are struggling with depression and i think these numbers right now are even underrated although numbers have not come out yet of actually how many deaths covid-19 some have died with covid some without it so much confusion more than 42,000 people commit suicide every year in the us alone and this was before the pandemic you see the worst pandemic is in three letters It's called sin, S-I-N. And today I want to share with you disease that begins in the mind. No wonder God says, let me have your heart. Give me your heart. See, God wants to cleanse us from the inside out. Disease that begins in the mind. He wants to cleanse us from inside out so that our five senses can be in harmony with his principles of life. And too little thought is given to causative factors. We hear about cardiovascular disease, diabetes, cancer, all kinds of stomach ailments, blood diseases of sorts. But what is causing all this? You see, too little thought is given to the cause underlying the mortality, the disease, and degeneracy that exists today. Yes, that exists today even in the most civilized and favored lands. The human race is deteriorating. Nine-tenths of diseases originate in the mind. Sickness of the mind prevails everywhere. Nine-tenths of the diseases from which men suffer have their foundation here. Perhaps some living home trouble is like a canker eating to the very soul and weakening the life forces. Remorse for sin sometimes undermines the constitution and unbalances the mind. And yes, there are erroneous doctrines also, as that of an eternally burning hell and the endless torment of the wicked, that by giving exaggerated and distorted views of the character of God, have produced the same result upon sensitive minds. Mind affects body. The relation which exists between the mind and the body is very intimate. When one is affected, the other sympathizes. The condition of the mind affects the health of the physical system. If the mind is free and happy from a consciousness of right doing and a sense of satisfaction in causing happiness to others, it creates a cheerfulness that will react upon the whole system, causing a freer circulation of the blood and a toning up of the entire body. The blessing of God is a healing power, and those who are abundant in benefiting others will realize that wondrous blessing in both heart and life. Disease that Begins in the Mind What about nourishment? A well-nourished and healthy brain. When When we think about nourishment, we usually think about our stomachs. But you know, everything we put into our stomachs affects our whole system. The brain is the organ and instrument of the mind and controls the whole body. In order for other parts of the system to be healthy, the brain must be healthy. And in order for the brain to be healthy, the blood must be pure. And if by correct habits of eating and drinking, the blood is kept pure. The brain will be properly nourished. Yes, I don't think you probably think, oh, I'm gonna eat these vegetables to nourish my brain. We usually think of nourishing our bodies in general. But next time you eat, remember, you're nourishing your brain for good or bad. What about far-reaching influence of the imagination? This world is full of psychologists, psychiatrists that get rich upon people who have mental deficiencies, illnesses, depression. Far-reaching influence of the imagination. Disease is sometimes produced and is often greatly aggravated by the imagination. Many are lifelong invalids who might be well if they only thought so. Many imagine that every slight exposure will cause illness. I think today many are imagine, you know, germaphobics. I can't go out without a mask. I can't go outside without my gloves. I'm afraid to go to the grocery stores. People might have the virus. Many imagine that every slight exposure will cause illness and the evil effect is produced because it is expected. Many die from disease, the cause of which is wholly imaginary. You know, we, we have modern-day electricity that powers our homes, our air conditions, our light system. But what about our brain? You know, electric power of brain vitalizes system as well. The influence of the mind on the body, as well as of the body and the mind, should be emphasized. The electric power of the brain promoted by mental activity, vitalizes the whole system, and in thus an invaluable aid in resisting disease. Let me repeat that. The electric power of the brain, promoted by mental activity, vitalizes the whole system, and is thus an invaluable aid in resisting disease. This should be made plain. The power of the will and the importance of self-control both in their preservation and in the recovery of health. The depressing and even renewous effect of anger, discontent, selfishness, or impurity, and on the other hand, the marvelous life-giving power to be found in cheerfulness, unselfishness, gratitude should also be shown. Some get sick because they lack willpower. In my life, I have met many people who were really sufferers through their imaginations. They lacked willpower to rise above and combat disease of body and mind, and therefore they were held in suffering bondage. I have turned from bedside of these self-made invalids, saying to myself, dying by inches, dying of indolence, a disease which no one but themselves can cure. It's important, it is essential to have sound mind and sound bodies. Mental and moral power is dependent upon the physical health. Children, our precious children, should be taught that all pleasures and indulgences are to be sacrificed, which will interfere with health. If the children are taught self-denial and self-control, They will be far happier than if allowed to indulge their desires for pleasure and extravagance, even in dress. Good health, sound minds, and pure hearts are not made of the first importance in households, unfortunately. Many parents do not educate their children for usefulness and duty. They are indulged and petted until self-denial to them becomes almost an impossibility. They are not taught that to make a success of Christian life, the development of sound minds and sound bodies is of the greatest importance. What about children who are pressed too hard too early? In the schoolroom, the foundation has been too surely laid for disease of various kinds. But, more especially, the most delicate of all organs, the brain, has often been permanently injured by too great exercise. And the lives of many have been thus sacrificed by ambitious mothers of those children who have apparently had sufficient force of constitution to survive this treatment. There are very many who carry the effects of it through life the nervous energy of the brain becomes so weakened that after they come to maturity it is impossible for them to endure much mental exercise. The force of some of the delicate organs of the brain seems to be expanded and not only has the physical and mental health of children been endangered by being sent to school at too early a period but they have been the losers in a moral point of view. Yes, I know. The government has regulations. You know, we have pre-kinder, kinder, kinder, first grade. And I'm amazed at the homework that these kids get. That's overbearing to me. I went to school, yes, at a young age. And I remember some of it. But to me today, the, the amount of work that is put on these young minds... To me is overbearing. Some of the parents trying to help the kids. Best they can. But remember disease begins in the mind. And if we overwork the mind. It can can cause weakness in the immune system. Disease sometimes is caused also by self-centeredness. Many are diseased physically, mentally and morally because... Their attention is turned almost exclusively to themselves. They might be saved from stagnation by the healthy vitality of younger and varying minds and the restless energy of children. I've experienced that in my own family. Yes, children are a joy and they have, their tireless energy can keep you busy. It is a blessing. Very few realize the benefits of the care, responsibility, and experience that children bring to the family. A childless house is a desolate place. The hearts of the inmates are in danger of becoming selfish, of cherishing a love for their own ease and consulting their own desires and conveniences. They gather sympathy to themselves but have little to bestow upon others. Care and affection for dependent children removes the roughness from our natures, makes us tender and sympathetic and has an influence to develop the nobler elements of our character. What a blessing children can be. When Jesus was on earth, the mothers would bring the kids to Jesus. The disciples would, would try to run them off and Jesus rebuked them. He said, let the children come to me for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Including the Bible teaches that you and I must become like children to enter the kingdom of heaven. I believe he's talking about character, the faith of a child. What about depressing emotions? Are they injurious to health? It is the duty of everyone to cultivate cheerfulness instead of brooding over sorrow and troubles. Many not only make themselves wretched in this way, but they sacrifice health and happiness to a morbid imagination. There are things in their surroundings that are not agreeable, and their countenances wear a continual frown that more plainly than words express discontent. These depressing emotions are a great injury to them, health-wise. For by hindering the process of digestion, they interfere with nutrition. While grief and anxiety cannot remedy a single evil, they can do great harm. But cheerfulness and hope, while they brighten the pathway of others, are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Proverbs Proverbs 4.22 Now, in treating sick people, there's a study of the mind. In the treatment of the sick, the effect of mental influence should not be overlooked. Rightly used, this influence affords one of the most effective agencies for combating disease. I've had the privilege of going to hospitals. When we were allowed to go to hospitals, currently you're not allowed if somebody's sick. How tragic. And you go in there with a Bible... They allow you to go in there because science knows that when a person uh, finds hope, sometimes the the recovery is much quicker in that person's illness, and a lot of times they recover based on a on a promise of God through hope. You see, sickness originates in the mind. A great deal of the sickness which afflicts humanity has its origin in the mind and can only be cured by restoring the mind to health. There are very many more than we imagine who are sick mentally. Heart sickness makes many dyspeptics for mental trouble has a paralyzing influence upon the digestive organs. Glory to God, Christ heals. There is a soul sickness no balm can reach, no medicine he- can heal. Pray for these and bring them to Jesus Christ. What about atmosphere? Atmosphere provides health and vigor. Above all things, parents should surround their children with an atmosphere of cheerfulness, courtesy, and love. A home where love dwells and where it finds expression in looks, in words, in acts. is a place where angels delight to dwell. Parents dwell. Let the sunshine of love, cheer, and happy content enter your own hearts and let its sweet influence pervade the home. Manifest a kindly forbearing spirit and encourage the same in your children, cultivating all those graces that will brighten the home life. The atmosphere thus created will be to the children what air and sunshine are to the vegetable world, promoting health, and vigor of the mind. My prayer is that you and I will have now a better understanding where disease begins. And uh, I want to finish off this podcast today with uh, God's plan versus Satan's counterfeit plan. See, in God's plan... God's character is revealed in the Christian, what we call Peter's ladder. You know, ladders are very useful, right? And the foundation of a ladder in the Christian is faith. You see, the ladder that reaches to heaven. And I mentioned Peter because it mentions Peter's ladder second peter 1 through 11 but this ladder the foundation is faith in jesus christ jesus is the rock of salvation in god's plan of sanctification as we climb the ladder of spirituality of maturity we climb the ladder of faith which gives us the faith to trust in him for my salvation We take the step of virtue, which gives us the faith to trust Him in all of life experiences, good or bad. We take another step of knowledge in this ladder, faith to trust inspiration, even if I do not understand. We take another step, climbing the ladder of faith through temperance, faith to accept God's plan for the care of my body, which is the temple of the Holy Spirit. We take another step of patience, Faith to accept all life's experiences without retaliation, even in thought. We take another step in this ladder of faith, godliness. Faith to yield my will, even as Jesus yielded His. We take another step, brotherly kindness. Faith to surrender all competitive thinking and demonstrate my belief that all men are equal. And we take another step in this ladder of faith called charity. Faith to allow the true uninhibited love of Jesus to flow through me. Yes, that is God's plan of sanctification. God's character revealed in the Christian ladder that Peter mentions in 2 Peter 1-11. through Satan's counterfeit plan. Causes hindrances to walking in in the way. How? Through self-alive. Through self-dependence. Through doubt. Through feelings. Our feelings can betray us. Our emotions can betray us. Through intemperance. Appetite is one of the greatest hindrances in the physical and spiritual life. Through pride. Christ's comfort in mind most offensive, compromise, judging, and emotionalism. You see, we need to enable ease of study. These ladders are presented in reverse order with the bottom rung at the beginning of of what I just read and to the top. God's ladder of sanctification and Satan's counterfeit plan, he also has a ladder. But it starts with self, doubt, feelings, appetite, pride, compromise, judging, and emotionalism. God's ladder starts with faith, virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness, brotherly kindness, and charity. And without charity, we are nothing. Without the love of God in our hearts, we are nothing. My prayer for you and me today is, Is that we pray more than ever. Ask God to help us in our weaknesses. Ask God to help us preserve our body, our mind sound, so we can have a sound body. May God give us wisdom. There's a lot of uh, information that you can find, but we must ask for balance. We cannot become uh, fanatics in when it comes to healthy living, but we must ask for temperance and wisdom and balance. But health begins in the mind. And I leave you with this thought. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. May God bless you and keep you of sound mind. That is my prayer for you and for me And whoever hears this podcast, may God rain a blessing in your heart. Amen.